is risen. The Lord has risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Together the Pascha Nostrum. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Our Psalms appointed for today are Psalms 128 and 129, beginning on page 506 of the Book of Common Prayer. <laughs> Blessed are they that fear the Lord and walk in his ways. Thou shalt eat the labors of thine hands, O oh, well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as the fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house. Thy children like the olive branches round about thy table. Lo, thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord from out of Sion shall so bless thee that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all thy life long. Yea, that thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Psalm 129. Many a time have they fought against me from my youth up, may Israel now say. Yea, many a time have they vexed me from my youth up, but they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back, and made long furrows. But the righteous Lord hath hewn the snares of the ungodly in pieces. Let them be confounded and turned backward, as many as have evil will at Zion. Let them be even as the grass upon the housetops, which withereth afore it be grown up. Whereof the mower filleth not his hand, neither he that bindeth up the sheaves his bosom. So that they who go by Say not so much as, the Lord prosper you. We wish you good luck in the name of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the twelfth chapter 
of the book of Numbers. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down to the, in the pillar of cloud, and stood in the door of the tabernacle, and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. Then he said, now, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark sayings, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly, and in which we have sinned. Please do not let her be as one dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Then the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, would she not be shamed for seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days, and afterward she may be received again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp seven days, and the people did not journey till Miriam was brought in again. And afterward the people moved from Hazroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Here ends the first lesson. Together, the Tadeum Ladams. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting son of the father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, 
and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Outsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here begins the 18th verse of the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched, and that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them any more. For they could not endure what was commanded, and if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to, Je to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and good, godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Here ends the second lesson. Together the Dignitas. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hath redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. <clears throat> o Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest and desire that which thou dost promise, that so, among the sundry and manifold changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed, where true joys are to be found, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, acknowledge whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults for enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our uh, lesson from Exodus this morning uh, is a sort of personal attack on Moses, and that's what it is characterized, and our lesson that we can take from it sort of orients around this idea of of opposing a leader because that we don't like what the leader did or or something about the leader. Uh, part of the irony of the story is that that Aaron and Miriam attack Moses because, you know, are you the only prophet where in the previous story, it was Moses himself who said, would that all the Lord's people were prophets. And and it really it, with Moses full support, 70 elders were, were uh, filled with the spirit, but remarkably among those elders were not Aaron and Miriam. So um, they're presuming here and presuming against uh, the Lord's prophet is always a bad thing in in the narrative of, of the Torah. Um, it also it's interesting in the uh, we should note in the in the narrative that Miriam seems to come off worse than Aaron, but the actual um, Hebrew of chapter of the chapter indicates that it is Miriam who made the complaint and Aaron with her. And Aaron seems to be this character who always sort of goes along with it. Same thing in the golden calf incident. The people complained, and you know, Aaron sort of reactively accommodated him, and now it seems to be he's going along with Miriam. So the harsher <clears throat> consequence to Miriam seems to be the, from the fact that Miriam um, uh, was the instigator of, of, of the complaint, and um, it, it's. It leads a larger lesson to us because it happens to us in, in church that we don't want to listen to somebody because they don't particularly like the person or they do something we don't like or have an opinion or a, a, a way of doing things we don't like. <clears throat> but we have to remember that that doesn't, that, that if somebody has a position, a God ordained position of, of, of 
you know, teaching authority, the main question is, is what's being said true? <clears throat> and um, it's a mark of spiritual maturity when we can begin to hear um, spiritual truth from um, from someone we don't particularly, it's not our favorite person, but we can still understand the message of God coming from them. And it's a mark of really spiritual immaturity when, you know, our our own ability to hear the word of God from someone is all about whether we like them or not. And that's a real problem in our culture where people, you know, sort of shop for church based on what they like. And when they don't like it anymore, they go off and, you know, and, and go find one they like better. And that just is reducing religion to the sort of, um, you know, the sort of marketing aspect of it. Um, there is, it's related here to, to a point made in the article of articles religion about the unworthiness of the minister hindering not the grace of the sacrament, that whether it be the word of God or whether it be the sacrament that comes to us through someone God has ordained to give it to us, it is the thing itself we receive and that's separate from our opinion of the person giving it to us. And of course, that's the, the benefit of the objectivity of the revelation. We can hear it from someone quite apart from what we think about it. So we want to bear that in mind because it, it, the, the point is we're going to be held responsible if we allow our, our personal opinions about someone to lead us into resentment and, and, and therefore disobedience to the word of God. We have to be able to, to hear the word of God wherever it comes to us and have the humility to receive it. Because that's as, as the Hebrews lesson says, see you do not refuse him who is speaking. And God speaks to us in a number of different ways. And so we want to hear the voice of God. Sometimes God will speak to us through someone we don't like very much. But, but if we have the humility to, to, to open our ears to hear it, and it's also a warning against attacking, uh, you know, leaders on the basis of our personal opinions, uh, because, again, that doesn't uh, there's a, a big point in the scriptures about respecting authority, not because the authority may be respectable, but because all authority ultimately represents God. And therefore, to rebel against authority is ultimately to, rep to rebel against something God has put in place. We'll see this later with King David, where he respects the rule of Saul, even though Saul is clearly not respectable. David never takes it upon himself to to slander or even to overthrow, but waits for God's judgment on, in his good time on, on a leader who's not doing what he should be doing. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We will continue with the form of intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, especially the President of the United States and the Governor of this state. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state, especially those we name here therein.
Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the light of land and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the giving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, light riseth up in darkness for the godly. Grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what thou wouldest have us to do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in thy light we may see light, and in thy straight path we may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Bishop, for your homily. Thank you, Jack and Robert, for, for responding and reading. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Thank Happy you. Wednesday.